0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast, the biggest, most bumperist episode of the football podcast you have ever listened or watched. Whichever way you get the podcast, it's the biggest ever. There is a reason. That reason is covered. It's not a blame culture. It's nobody's fault. But if it was somebody's fault, you'll find out who's by listening and or watching Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, leave a review where you can leave a review, share the podcast around with your friends, family, loved ones, people you meet in the street, get the podcast out there, that's the main thing. Anyway, if you like football and you like big juicy podcasts, let's get cracking because we've got one right here for you, this is CookieCast, the football podcast.
1: recording in progress Welcome in ladies and gentlemen it's that time once again we are here for the football podcast and we're here to bring you Middlesbrough, Hull Nottingham Forest and for at least a couple of weeks potentially Wrexham based football news and scores and predictions for viewing and listening pleasure Uh, obviously I will bring you the Middlesbrough based information bringing us the whole information is mr. Stuart Woodmansey. how are you sir very warm but other than that pretty good it is it is warm obviously with the weather being so horrible over the last couple of days the second any sort of sunshine breaks out it just instantly makes the temperature about 85 degrees that was nice Oh, uh, bringing us the Nottingham Forest-based news is our friend Matthew Moore. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Excellent. No temperature-based uh,
2: problems up there, I hope. I am i don't want to be a whinge, but I'm not very well, so my temperature's all over the place today. Well, we hope he's feeling really better soon. And, as discussed on the
1: Season Preview podcast, bringing us... Wrexham based news knowledge and information it is the Welsh dragon himself Mr. Andrew Cook how are you sir
0: I'm, I'm real worried now I never I never pictured this to be part of the deal I have no knowledge of Wrexham apart from I once watched a TV show that had Rob McElhenney and his mate in it and now I'm I'm supposed to pick up some kind of <laughs> knowledge base. <laughs> Um, have
3: you ever been to Rexham, Andy? I have not been. There we to go. Ah, oh, led me in and just saw me I down know. over there. He, he, um,
1: he, he took us down the Primrose Path. Ladies and gentlemen.
0: From a from a temperature perspective, I can tell you that I am naked below this t-shirt. So,
1: <laughs> podcasting and, like any good man filmed from the nipples up should he has got very little clothing on. Well done, sir. So. We'll dive straight in with week one's predictions. Now, a small spanner was thrown into the works here with the news that um, Tuber Akpom probably won't be fit for the start of the season from a Middlesbrough perspective. And from a Wrexham perspective, in their pre-season game against Manchester United's number 23s team, the Manchester United goalkeeper decided it would be a really good time to try and decapitate Paul Mullin. Uh, which uh, which, would, which would end up with Mr Mullin uh, suffering a punctured lung, so we'll be out for a undetermined amount of time.
3: Mr he has a point to make. It. Mm, it's it's on the on the uh, sort of theme of bad news and people to stay away from on the picks. I have just reliably been informed there is a heavy chance that even only after a handful of games and uh, limited appearances thanks to injury sad times gents it looks like tete is going away for good
1: what to be being sold or yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, i'm assuming Liam Rossini is not going to like take him round the back and stick him in a bit um but yeah. yeah it looks like he's uh, he's been sold from the spending the club has done um Apparently they're uh, a little, little worried about the old uh, budgetary financial fair play restrictions because you know we're not a big club that can get away with it. So um, they're they're having to balance the books a little bit, I think. So he's he's one of them. I, I seem to uh, seem to be hearing. So basically, keep your tete's away. Doesn't matter. I've definitely not had to just make a change in my book at all. It's absolutely fine. Uh,
1: Yeah, no
3: problem, problem. (laughs) Just the rage coming from Andy's corner there was just like, oh my God, how many more?
1: (laughs) So, we'll go through week one, then I'll explain something as we get to the end, which will become clearer when we get to it. So, week one. None of our teams are on the early slot or uh, the early slot in this particular one. They're all kicking off at three o'clock on a Saturday as God intended it. And our first game, takes us to the Riverside Stadium where Middlesbrough will take on Millwall in their first championship outing of the season. Obviously it's my team so I will give my prediction last. Let's open up the podcast this season for Mr Andrew Cook and your prediction sir.
0: Okay first game of the season we need to, if, if we're if we're finishing the season number one, we need to start as we mean to go on. It's a one-nil, it's a solid just a plain old one nil. I'd like Tuber to be scoring that goal. Obviously his name has had to be replaced not once, not twice. Every single time I've predicted a Middlesbrough game. So Fours will be picking up a lot of slack. Stew and everyone else.
1: Can you feel the fours? Very nice.
2: Uh, Matt, what have you got for this one? I've gone for a 2 1 Middlesbrough win. Okay. Uh, Riley McCree McGree. And fours. And old boy rule in full force, Duncan. What more to score for Millwall?
3: Lovely. Nice, Mr Woodman say in. Uh, in a very similar predicament to Mr Cook uh, However I have replaced ACPOM's name with Jones So 1-0 to Borough with the Jones to score Stu Jones in Some Borough goals That
1: just leaves me uh, I have gone for a 2-0 win And I have picked the exact same goal scorers as Mr Moore uh, but in a different order, I've got the for force to score first and McGree to get the second. Very nice. That moves us to our second game of the week, which sees Norwich City take on Hull City. Obviously, Mr. the team, he will go last. I'll jump straight in here. Norwich ended the season terribly last season. I don't think there's been very much movement from a transfer perspective, other than signing Players that seem to be in their late thirties. I believe it was um, a, a, a second-tier podcast of sorts that put something out about the fact that they'd signed. Who was it? Shane Duffy, Ashley Barnes, and they were rumored to be bringing in Tom Innes. Uh, and their uh, social media account just said they're going to uh, they're going to be a hell of a team in the 2013-14 team. <laughs>
3: you said Shane yeah. Duffy I was like they've resorted to signing like people from Boyzone like <laughs> <laughs> very good can, well, I, can, I can we just guys.
0: can we just clarify that the moment any company of any kind gets a strong social media game they are immediately elevated in in every possible way the moment they lean into something they make a joke of their own expense anything like that you just like well done to you sir Two points. Well done. 100%. We'll have to, at, at some
3: point, we'll have to delve into the early 2010s of football because,
2: wow, it, shocking, absolutely shocking. I was watching the Premier League years yesterday and it was like Lucas Podolski was up front for, uh, for, for Arsenal and I was like, wow, I, I didn't even remember it. I just, my mind just must have like gone. No, let's not bother with this anymore because this is terrible. One of one of those things where your brain just goes, yeah, that 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 happened.
1: How how did that happen? Well, yeah, I'm just sat there going,
2: wow, this is this is terrible. But yeah, <laughs> but yes, I think this is a good
1: time for Hull to play Norwich, uh, whilst they're still trying to get themselves sorted both on and off the pitch. I go for a one-nil Hull win with Estepinian to score the goal.
2: Uh, Matt I've kind of gone the opposite way Kind of start of the season That stuff thing uh, So I've gone for a 2-1 Norwich win um, it's Sergeant and One of those old timers, Barnes Getting the goals for Norwich And Esther Pinyan Getting one for Hull A bit yeah. of a tricky start to the season Andy
0: Paul, if you just want to take your prediction and put it in my box, that would do me nicely.
1: Nil one
3: Let's Pignan. Go on then, Stu. Tell us how it's going to go down. Oh, I've smacked it right down the middle. So you guys have got wins. Matt's got a loss. I've got a 1-1 draw. Um, I've got Barnes for Norwich. And just... just to start with a smidge of optimism, let's see if we can get him rolling nice and early. soon as our uh, loney strikers worked out such a treat last year, put a de down for, for the goal for Hull. Liam the Dilapidator
1: to score his first in Tigers' colours. Our third and final game of the week, which, which of course does mean sad time. No week one prediction. For Mr. Moore's team, tears for uh, tears for Matthew. Oh wait a minute, no tears because that means his team is decent and in the Premier Division and can't lose in the first week of that. Can't lose after week one <laughs> more than that. Uh, it takes us to the racecourse ground where Wrexham will take on MK Dons in their first game back in the Football League in <coughs> eighteen years, something like that, I think. Two thousand five, oh, I think. Two thousand five, two thousand six. So it's around fifteen years. Uh, it's Mister. It's Mister Cook's team. He
3: will give his prediction last. Stu, what have we got for this one? Uh, another one-one draw for this one. Um, I think they're at home. I think they'll give it a hell of a go. I think they would have given it an even bigger go had they had their uh, talisman uh, still breathing without assistance. Um. So I've gone for Palmer for Wrexham, and. I'm assuming it's pronounced Isa E-I-S-A for for the MK Dons.
1: Isa, of course, the uh, the man whoever whatever he would score on Soccer Saturday, Jeff Stelling would have the Immortal uh, words, what a sound investment. So you can bank on that. Lovely. Uh, I have gone for a two 0 Wrexham home win. Big crowd uh You'd imagine they'll put on some form of pre-match entertainment, get the crowd ripped up, you know, ripped up, whipped up into a storm, uh, make it uncomfortable for the uh, for the Dons uh, coming into Wembley territory. I've gone for Lee and Palmer to
2: score the goals. Uh, Matt, what do you got for this one? I've gone for a simple one-nil Wrexham win. Palmer to score
1: very very nice Mr Wrexham you're up sir
0: obviously with changes afoot I've had to make changes some small some bigger changes I already had a 2-0 Wrexham win down I haven't changed that however I had Mullen and Palmer both scoring goals I've had to put X2 behind Palmer's name and get him, uh, get him a second goal out of the game. Why not? He's going to be picking up a lot of slack. Let's put it that way.
1: Very nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, this would be the part of the, the part of the podcast where I say thank you very much to these two gentlemen for joining me, and uh, come back next week to see how we got on with the scores. Actually, I don't lie. No, it isn't because there's cup games to go through. So I'm talking out of my ass as per usual. I mean, that'll be a hell of a hell of a video for the YouTubers. <laughs> Absolutely. The fourth game of the week takes us over to West Yorkshire where Huddersfield Town take on Middlesbrough. Uh, This is in the first round of the EFL Cup and sees old boy Neil Warnock taking charge of Huddersfield against his former team Middlesbrough. My team, I will go last. Stu,
3: what have you got for this one? Um, Well, seeing as you uh, alluded to old Colin, it's a cup game We all know that our teams aren't built for such things, so I've got Huddersfield down to win 1-0 with an even worse Jordan Rhodes winner. Disappointing. Yep. Andy.
0: A strong Middlesbrough victory of a 2-0. Again, no real surprises. I did have a certain somebody down to score a goal here. Uh, I've had to replace that person with, who I think is still on the team, according to the website, Hoppy, uh, and falls to get yet another goal.
1: Hoppy is indeed still on the team, but given his outings in pre-season, I would be surprised if he's anywhere near the first team, as he looks way short. Yeah, it
0: was one of those... Um, I, I I
1: had to put something... Cup game, perfect time to play him. So I think if he's going to play, it would make more sense that he plays in the Cup game rather than the league.
2: Matt? I have followed Stu lead and gone for a Huddersfield 1-0 win <clears throat> with Simpson scoring. Because I looked on their website, he's a big unit, and I thought, that's the kind of guy that Colin loves.
1: Certainly is. Uh, rounding out, a trio home 1-0 wins i too have gone for a huddersfield time <laughs> win and for some reason i just think that he's gonna i think they're gonna have good results against us i think he sort of knows how to play against us annoyingly uh, so i've gone for one nil with aroma to score I
3: know, I, know, but, I know this is like early doors and we haven't even got there yet but like realistically unless you're gonna do some damage in the last eight of the competition You'd, you'd much rather put that effort into the season early doors. Like, what's the point of the extra games?
1: I agree. Can't really say much more than that. Our second cup game takes us over to Hull, where they will be taking on Doncaster Rovers. Your team, cool. you'll go last. I'll just jump in straight here. I've gone for two-one on this one, and I have been. I've put down two uh, whole goal scorers and then realise I haven't put down a Doncaster goal scorer. <laughs> oh, solid work, solid uh, work. So, I will go, I'll give my whole goal scorers of Syed Manesh and Slater and because I know that he's there because he left Hartlepool to go join Doncaster I'll go for Molyneux to score the Doncaster. Uh, Matt, what have you got for this one?
2: I've also gone for a 2-1 hole win.
1: Yep.
3: With Cynic and Triore.
2: Ooh.
3: Who? has gone, I think. He was? Is he still there? I think Cynic... I, right? I...
1: When I was looking, oh, I he
3: thought he was on the loan. I think he was on the loan players
1: who didn't get extended or re-upped.
2: Too far And who was your second player? Traore. Traore. And your Doncaster player? Satona? How do you spell that? S-O-T-O-N-A.
3: Whoever he is,
1: he's got an exotic name. I like
3: it. Uh, Andy. Oh, 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 sorry. it's a lie. He's been injured... He's rehabbing a shoulder injury, so he did go back to uh, his Turkish side, but he's set to link up with Hull City again sometime in the next three to four weeks. So we may see him arrive shortly, Mr. Sinek, but not just yet. Not officially listed as a a contracted
1: player.
0: No. Andy? I am going to come clean as a whistle on this one. I have cheated. I have got a one-all draw. Syed Amesh to score for Hull City. And Ironside to score for Doncaster. Now, huh? it, to clarify what I said to start, I have cheated. Because there's two Ironsides listed as being playing for Doncaster. <laughs> so I've doubled my chances. Because <laughs> they didn't ask for a first day. Cheaters never, Cheaters never well, prosper. It's a
1: tactic. never I think
0: I'll allow it. I'll allow it. The chances are one of them could be a goalkeeper. So. <laughs> no, in my luck, one of them's a freaking trainer. <laughs> uh,
3: Stu? Uh, well, funnily enough, I didn't know that. Uh, but I do have Ironside on my sheet, because I know that uh, Joe Ironside is a striker for Doncaster. So I will specify mine. Um but I have us down to lose in the same vein as I picked uh, the borough to lose. So I've got uh, Hull One, Doncaster Two. Uh, we've we've gone way in on Sire Manesh in this game. So stick me down for that one as well. Um, and so yeah, Ironside for Donny and sotona So you specifically wanted Ironside, J? Yeah. No, just, just well, if
0: you're
1: the one's got.
3: Called... If the other one's called John, then I'm still quids in, so... Jeremy Ironside. That sounds more like an accountant than a footballer, but, you know, whatever. There is one game remaining in
1: this week's predictions. However, before we give that, we are going to take... We're going to step away and take a very small break before we bring it to you. Because, obviously, momentous occasion. Wrexham's first League Cup game in nearly 15 years. It needs a bit of build-up, doesn't it, let's be fair. So, we're going to step away, but you don't need to step away because the wonders of technology means it will be brought to you just like that. So, we'll be right back to give you Wrexham versus Wigan Athletic in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Don't go anywhere. Recording in progress. See, told you, you didn't have to go anywhere feed just happened for you. So, our last game, week one, sees Wrexham take on Wigan. Now this is all obviously on the proviso that Wrexham don't get beaten by MK Dons. In which case we'd all look a bit foolish because that would be Andy's first change of the season, and he would become an MK Don supporter overnight, much like all of the MK Don supporters did back in two thousand and four when their club was created. Hopefully that doesn't happen though, and we get to predict Wrexham versus Wigan Athletic correctly in the League Cup. So, obviously it's Andy's team. He will go last. I'll jump us, I'll jump straight in, get us off the bat. I've gone for a simple one-nil home win with Lee to score. Stu.
3: Uh, also gone for a simple one nil win. However, it will be McGinnis scoring for Wigan. Oh no. I mean, in theory, Wrexham should be the exact opposite of what we just talked about, about our own teams, because they have got the film crew to do the Hollywood uh, run to the the quarterfinals to inevitably get their ass handed to them by somebody else. Um, And I'm sure it would make a a spiff in Series 3 on uh, everybody's ear-shaped streaming service, but, um, yeah, no, I've got McGinnis, oh boy, whole rule, coming back to spoil the party. Interesting. Matt?
2: I've also gone for a 1-0 a Wigan win. <coughs> with Wyke.
1: Week. Charlie Wyke? Yeah. <coughs> interesting interested to see that? Because obviously he had the health scare with his heart last season. And potentially the season before. Not entirely sure. Um, So hopefully he's made a full recovery from that and he's able to play.
0: Fingers crossed. Uh, Mr Cook. 1-0 to Wrexham. I had uh, no surprises. Uh, Mullen to score. Switched him out for Palmer again.
3: When he comes back from that injury, he's going to have some making up to do because 37 goals last year, he'll be chomping at the bit, won't he? 100%. So, you, like,
1: as I was saying previously before we went into the cup games, usually at this point of the podcast I'd say thank you to these three gentlemen for joining me and bringing you the week one predictions. However, one inconsiderate arsehole, uh, as, it was, uh, as it probably would be best to put, within the group decided it would be a really good time of year to go on a three week holiday. No names being mentioned. It's definitely not possible to, um, you know, out myself at this particular point as that particular Arsenal. Oh wait, I definitely just did. So, as a, I was going to say precaution, it's not really a precaution, it's just getting ahead, I suppose. We've now got the predictions for weeks two and three, which we will bring to you right now. So, week two's predictions start us off with two early kickoffs where we have Arsenal... Going up against Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Mr Moore gets to bring us his team's first result of the season last. Sadly, I think this will be much similar to how they started the Premier League season last season. I've got this down as a 2-0 home win. I've got Jesus and
3: Odegaard
1: to score the goals for Arsenal.
3: Stu. Uh, I have got Arsenal to win 2-0. And my score sheet reads as everybody's favourite Christian lunch, Rice Jesus. Interesting. Mr Cook.
0: One apiece. I I'm reliably informed by their website that Saka was an option. So I Absolutely. picked So I picked him.
3: Solid um,
0: option and a name that I I suspect we may see a fair amount this season are one year.
3: Picking up hopefully
1: where he left off last season scoring goals In, against the Arsenal
3: Before Matt makes his prediction can I ask him a question How long into the game before they go, well Forrest hasn't scored away from home this season
2: nah, It'll be well, they, they, didn't, they didn't score many goals away last year Apart from the two of the classic TNT sports and their high (laughs) (laughs) counter. Go, Mr. Moore, what do you reckon for the first game we've seen? Well, it's a bit of a revenge game, isn't it, really? So I've gone for a 3-1 Arsenal win. Scorers. Rice, Jesus and Saka. So a bit of everybody's goal scorers there, I think. And a one-year to get a goal. I think they're still a bit shaky at the back. They've not really added to it massively. They sent that right back, didn't they? That timber.
1: Hopefully they don't fall
2: over. But you
1: know.
3: yeah. Chop him down to size. Whee! I was more worried that because they like to play the music at uh, the Emirates for certain occasions if they were going to start playing Kesha. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me either. We can only hope. Our second game of the week
1: takes place at exactly the same time as these are both twelve thirty kickoffs on Saturday, where we have Coventry City taking on Middlesbrough in somewhat of class as a revenge game for the uh, playoff semi-final defeat. Uh, my team, I will go last. Andy, what have you got down for this one?
0: Middlesbrough are going to take revenge with a 1-0 win.
1: Excellent. Go scarring.
0: I'll I'll skip the whole thing that I was saying before and I'll just tell you that it's 4s.
1: Very nice. Matt? I've gone for a
2: one ball draw. Okay. And I've gone Godden and 4s.
3: You? Uh, I have gone for a 1-0 Borough win Same as Andy um, I think uh, losing Jokoresh Will probably damage them Somewhat this season So uh, I think the revenge is there for taking And I have got uh, Mr McGree To get his account open Early doors in the season
1: Very nice I have looked upon this as a Very much revenge game And I would like to think that Middlesbrough will Punish Coventry for their sins of how dare they beat Middlesbrough in the playoffs and deny them their rightful place at Wembley, probably to have lost against Luton. But you know, they're they're (laughs) not here nor there. I've gone for a 3 0 away win on this one. Very optimistic, you might say. I've gone for goals from Crooks, Silvera, and Rogers. Our next game of the week. Sees us back in Hull, where Hull City take on Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Stu team, he goes last. I've gone for a 1 1 draw in this one. I've gone Slater to score for Hull. And I've gone Old Boy Rule in effect. Which one has he picked? Which one has he picked? It's Wilkes for Sheffield Wednesday. 1 1 draw. Matt? I've also
2: gone for a 1 old draw. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Esther Pinyan. And I've gone for an old dad boy rules. So Windass, Josh Windass. Knew it. Knew it. Andy?
0: So. This might be a very, very, very bad idea. But I realised that sometimes you got to roll the dice. you got to go with something. And, and I realised that last season I wasn't throwing out many of these bad boys. Nil-nil. Stu about po- potentially puts you out of the points or gets
3: is you Is too
1: about to piss all over Andy's chips here
3: that game a finishing 0-0 there's more chance of it there's there's more chance of it finishing with 10 men on each side than uh, it, it being 0-0 um, so just
1: before Mr. Bumperty gives his prediction there everyone who's listening to this basically put your house on a 0-0
3: there is absolutely no way that Bailey is winning that match. Um, absolutely. Uh, I've I've got Hull to win 2-0. Check me out and Ooh. all my optimism in one. Absolutely. Hit. I know.
1: Keep,
3: keep in the Barrett, man. Oh, well. The first home well, game of the well, season, it. isn't it? Um, well, the lap to keep rolling so he, he's down for one and Estepinion for the other. thing is, we Historically, we generally do all right against Chef Wednesday, and it's either a scrappy kind of battle or an absolute pasting. So,
1: watch this watch face, ladies and gentlemen. So, our next game sees AFC Wimbledon taking on Wrexham and his team. He will go last. I'll start us off. With a nil-nil draw.
2: Matt? I've gone for a nil-one Wrexham win. With Lee to score.
0: Stu?
3: I've gone Wimbledon one, Wrexham two. um, And my Wimbledon goal scorer is Davison. And my Wrexham goal scorers are Cannon and Mendy.
1: Andy
0: it's a 2-0 Wrexham win obviously come on now um Palmer and Dalby
1: D-A-L-B-Y
0: that's what I've got here yes
1: Dolby.
0: Dalby Dolby. like the that's forest
1: sounds a bit close to that place that's you know very very close to Nottingham that. I would be careful Mr Moe might not be speaking to you by the end of this podcast
3: Leicester no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very good Burton upon Trent uh, our last game of week two also involves Wrexham uh, but it's not a cup game this is just another league fixture uh, as um, apparently the Player safety in League Two in the (laughs) field. So, uh, Wrexham versus Walsall will close out week two. I have gone for a 1 0 Wrexham win with Palmer to score the goal.
3: Stu. 2 0 Wrexham win with Lee and Palmer.
1: Matthew. Ditto. (laughs) Andrew. 1-0
0: Wrexham win with Waters to score.
3: This Wrexham stuff is difficult because we're all going off stuff that we've seen on TV that's from the season before last. And we all know what happened last season. And none of them now, now fit
1: to play. It would be so that, cool, like, within the first minute of the first game, they get three guys sent off, and it's Palmer, Lee, and whoever anyone else has mentioned. <laughs> and they're then they're then missing
2: for the next hour of many
1: games. Yeah,
0: but, there's been this whole you know, thing about them moving up up, a, up, a, up into a different league, and then they just get absolutely spanked <laughs> in every possible way. It
1: would I mean, be like,
0: absolutely. It, it would be textbook if they just
3: if they just got beat. Can we realistically pick uh, Ben Foster to score?
1: Huh. Stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. So, week two done and dusted. Obviously, we'll go through these predictions when we're back, uh, which will be towards the end, will be until the end of August at this particular point. Um, our first game of week three takes us back up into the Premier League and sees Nottingham Forest taking on Sheffield United. Uh, Andy, what have you got down for this one?
0: Nice, simple, clean. One nil forest win. And he's back, ladies and gentlemen. As long as he is still in the team, he's back. Johnson to score.
1: Hopefully if he does, he's got at least one of these in his locker straight in front of the Sheffield United supporters. Or, you know, he's probably you can probably get away with this, the old yeah. You probably can't get away with that. But, you know, for those out. for those of you listening to the podcast, that will make absolutely no sense. Uh, I gave it the cupping the ears symbol and then the spraying something onto the uh, supporters' gesture, shall I say.
3: Okay. Um, if you were wondering if we were back, ladies and gentlemen, Andy's just hit the 1-0 Johnson. We are back! <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is that me the if I'm sound back. of...
1: Uh, is that the sound of several collective uh, cookie-cast bingo cards? <laughs> uh, I have gone for a two-one Nottingham Forest win here. I've got the Gibbs White and a one-year Forest and Indai to
3: score for Sheffield United. Stu, um, I've got a Forest one-nil win. Um, I think that there will be some people amongst that, whether they mainly be residing in the crowd. Who will still have one eye on that horrible, shitty fist fest at the end of the other season when everything went a bit bisty? Uh, so I, I think that Forest will be looking to, to to get some points on the board early. I think it, it's tough on them that they got Arsenal first game because um, they've had, they've had all um, summer to cry about the fact that they fell off the wagon. Um, but yeah, Sheffield United is, is is a good chance to get some points on the board. So one nil or one 0 I won't be surprised if somebody gets sent off though. By the way. No,
1: I mean Johnson had probably be my uh, pick there. Or as captain himself.
3: Uh, or you know half of the Sheffield United forward line. So or just or just just, yeah, just,
0: or, the or just
3: their manager. He's
2: <laughs> in <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, Matthew, I've gone for a Forest two-one win. Yep. One year and Gibbs White and Berg to score for Sheffield United The fact that he's still at that club sickens me He's only his. at and there's I mean, probably it. every chance that he won't be there at that club by the time this game rolls around to be honest <laughs> because I'm surprised someone hasn't bought him
1: yet
2: Yeah Our next game takes us
1: to Blackburn where Blackburn Rovers take on Hull City I have gone for a 1-1 draw here. gone for Ennis to score for Blackburn and De to get his first goal in Hull City colours. Um, I definitely didn't just forget that he was playing Hull at this point and just go, oh yeah, I picked him as top goalscorer. Might be handy if I started picking him to score. At this point. <laughs> uh, Matt, what
2: have you got down for this one? I've gone for a Blackburn 2-1 win. Okay, goal scorers. Gallagher and Smoddix.
1: Oh, God, I've got to
2: spell that now. Is it is oh
3: man. Oh, you could, have, you could have sold him down the river there and just spelled out oh, penis. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's, it's about
1: it's It's about, it's about Dick. It's about Dick. Uh, you goal scorer for Paul?
2: Two fans.
0: Mm. Andy, very much like my last whole prediction, um, something else that I wasn't throwing out a lot of last season. Uh, I'm with Matt in a two-one Blackburn win. Uh, 2-1. Unlike Matt, I'm not going to do you with some crazy spellings, Gallagher and Vale. However I'm going to say Vail the great Vail
1: V-A-L-E
0: V-A-L-E play on the
1: left? That's, that's a bit harsh the, Not only have we got to play against Blackburn, but they've got another lot from Stoke-on-Trent to contend with. That's a bit harsh uh,
3: Goal scorer for Hull
0: Estabinion
3: If Paul ever does me for a dad joke on this podcast ever again he can uh, get fucked <laughs> Oh.
1: Language, Timothy.
3: Your, uh, <laughs> first uh, first uh, of the season. My prediction. <laughs> my <laughs> prediction. little sign before. My prediction. So, I thought I'd I've put us down for a draw in the first game to build up to a win in the second game. So, we're going to absolutely lose 1-0. Um, and, much like Matt, I have uh, clearly been hankering for Smodics.
1: It's a, it's a great
3: name, it? good. I think that the listeners probably know by now That if there's any slightly innocuous name That could relate to anything Like slightly that way on I'm going to pick it that, the, the name, not like that uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Our third game of week three It's my boys It's Middlesbrough in a repeat of the cup game From the week before Taking on Huddersfield Town, however this one takes place at the River Dance. Andy, what have we got down for this one?
0: Two nil, Middlesbrough win. Uh Ch- uh, mm-hmm. uh Silvera. Yep. And falls
3: balls Is there a chance he'll be back by then?
1: Uh I mean, we're talking three games in, four games, I suppose, technically. So, yeah, I mean, like, depending on how badly his knees imploded or whatever it is that's keeping him off the training pitch, isn't it? but we're getting into the territory of towards the end of the transfer window as well, and you know
3: how hmm. much Premier League teams panic.
2: Hmm.
3: Uh, Stu, what have you got for this one? Well, I had- Borough down to lose because it was a cup game previously. So, clearly, this is where we're going to pull out last season's favourite score Middlesbrough 3, Huddersfield 1. Um, so, I've got Jones, Crooks, and Foss, Um and then we've got uh, Ward to score for Huddersfield.
1: For those of you who didn't hear it, uh, Stu predicted fours. It's got fours. Was it it's fours?
3: I think you said fours. For the the YouTubers that saw me say it through gritted teeth, it was was, was fours. Matt?
2: I've gone for a 2-1 Borough win. Yep. Jones and fours to score. Okay. And huddling. Get that little bonus. Sorry, uh, bless you. I mean, I've got it called Hudlin, H-U-D-L-I-N, Hudlin. Hudlin.
1: Yeah. Um, I've gone for a two-nil Middlesbrough home win uh, with Rogers and Gilbert to score the goals. I now look back through my book and consider that I'm pretty sure Borough haven't conceded in the first three home, uh, the first three league game of the season. I am ridiculously optimistic. It would appear. Be Um, Our last game Of week 3 And indeed our last game Of this set of predictions Takes us back To North Wales Where Wrexham will take on Swindon Town I'll jump in here I have gone for a 2-1 Wrexham win Palmer to score twice for Wrexham With Adeloy To get the goal for Swindon Matt, what have you
2: got now for this one? I've gone for a 2-0 Wrexham win. Okay. Palmer and Hayden to score.
1: Palmer
3: and
1: Hayden.
3: Stu? Playing the percentages and giving a duplicate prediction on the hope that it comes in at least once. So, uh, 2-0 again. Liam Palmer again.
1: Two oh, sorry,
3: Lee and Farmer. Yes, so my say basically the same prediction that I gave for the last game because usually what happens for me is I'll pick something and then it happens either a week before and a week after. So I'm, I'm going to pick the same prediction two weeks running in the hope that it at least yields one point out of all of it. Very nice, I like it. Go, on, Mr. Cook, close us out with this week's
1: last
0: prediction. Very similar to others. Uh, 2 0 Wrexham win with Palmer and Dolby, Palmer and Dolby.
1: there any, you have it ladies and gentlemen any, if anyone from oh, Wrexham the, is listening
3: the, sorry Paul if anyone from Wrexham is listening the fact that uh, just looking at my book they'll have 10 points after 4 games I think they would snap anybody's hand off for that everybody's Paul. very optimistic they're, they're quite high up the bookies list as well aren't they I would be I'll be amazed if they're not favourites for the league. Just and basically,
2: be, that's public money, isn't it? That that's people who know Ryan Reynolds or know Rob McElhenney and have just gone, oh yeah, they won the league by a hundred. You know, they won they had a hundred odd on points last year and whatnot, and we'll just you know we'll just stick some money on them just for you know it's like people betting on the Dallas Cowboys every year or uh, Packers that kind of thing. It's like all right, we'll just put them on own because we've heard
1: of them, kind of thing. But for those for those of you listening to the podcast, there you were you were unable to see Andy's raucous laughter at the notion that the Dallas Cowboys would ever get even to the NFC Championship game at this point, let alone win the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, but that's for the but well, that's for the NFL podcast, which will be coming soon to the Cookie Cast Podcast Network. Give it six weeks or so. And we'll be right in the swing of things with that particular sport as well. That's uh, that's the end, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's
2: three weeks of predictions. Oh, Matt has something to bring up. I do apologise. Let's go. Just, um, like, obviously, we've kind of discussed it, not on the podcast, but the kind of sad passing of Trevor Francis, um, first million-pound footballer, uh, kind of particularly, obviously, sold to Forest from Birmingham, and... Um, and scored the winning goal in the first European Championship uh, game for Forest. Um And then you obviously went on, you know, you kind of retired before we really started watching football. Um, but was more of a manager that we probably knew uh, around football. So sad, 69, um, I think he was 69, I think some kind of heart kind of thing, and kind of, Slightly more sad. If you can put a kind of context in it, it's Chris Bart Williams passing away as well. Also former Forest player, Sheffield Wednesday player as well, probably slightly more famous on that end of things. Um and perhaps yeah, doesn't could not quite the distinction, but did score the goal that got us promoted um back into the Premiership. Um goodness ninety seven, I wanna say, ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, but again, like a really skillful player, really kind of important player that came into Forest. But yeah, only 49, which is terrible. Um, coaching football in the US. But so yeah, just that kind of bit of a sad note to finish on. But the kind of those two significant kind of players in Forest history, uh, both passing away,
3: which is yeah. <laughs> Shef, Sheffield Wednesday had uh, issued a statement saying it was one of their, the darkest days in their history because there were two players for like well obviously for Forrest but two big players for chef Wednesday as well yeah obviously was like I think Trevor Francis when he when he did
1: retire I think was Wednesday potentially his first managerial position
2: so he was kind of bit of a player coach kind of mm. Player coach moving into manager did, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Did, did they? He must have. He was potentially the manager
1: when they won the League Cup. Then I'd imagine.
3: Uh, I've just had a look. He managed them between ninety one and ninety five. Um, but it was a, he, he finished playing in ninety four. It says so. He must have been a player coach on
1: that. Oh, well, I didn't realise that he played that long. Actually, I didn't realise that he kept oh. playing up to ninety four. Unless it was a case of. He- he Probably sort of like started winding down in he 91 when he took over, and in a bit, a bit of a similar way to O'Brien, Brian Robson was when he first took over at the borough, he uh he was he was still listed as a player for like the next three seasons, but I think he only played like twice.
2: I think that from reading some of the things, he was like came on occasionally off the bench as a bit of a spark for the game, kind of thing. But yeah,
3: yeah. I know that like yeah. obviously everything's pretty fresh at the moment, but in like you know, a few years down the line, he's one of them people where. You'd be quite, well for me anyway. I'd be quite interested in seeing like a like a biopic about him. So, uh, I think the story's definitely there, and people would be, yeah. would be interested.
1: On the on the sort of the note of him being the first million pound footballer, I don't know how much truth there was in it, but didn't didn't Clough come out at the time and say, well, technically we only paid nine hundred ninety eight thousand for him or something? Because like I didn't want him to have that big head about him being the first million pound footballer. It's
2: something like I sent a penny back to Birmingham just to make sure that
1: it was like <laughs> yeah. nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine yeah. and ninety nine <laughs> pence kind of thing. Classic, was like... classic just classic, cluffy shit. Down and it, stuff like yeah. that. But that, that's that's what he did to keep his players like grounded, and stuff like that. It obviously worked. So, but yeah, very sad and like like you said on the on the Chris Bart Williams thing, he'd, uh, he'd he'd sort of become a bit of a like almost like a cult hero of sorts because um, on a on a Josh Widdicombe podcast that I was to called Quickly Kevin, it came up at some point that great player and stuff and that people thought that he might be so good because the reason that he was so good was because he had tiny feet and it came out that he wore something like size five boots and that apparently he never used to tie the laces. They were just like, right. that sort of like, they were that sort of, he like, Maybe it wasn't that he had t- size five feet, but he wore size five boots, and they were sort of undersized, so the so he didn't have to tie his shoelaces because they were already like slip-on tight or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, a
2: precursor to the horrible boots that are presented yeah. to us, today. yeah,
1: very very much a precursor to the, today's slipper-like boots that players are wearing on their feet these days. And uh, people wonder why uh, players get so many injuries to their feet because they're basically just wearing socks. But there you go. Yeah, like Matt said, very sad. Um, two two great players and managers from the past, sadly passing away way beyond their uh, way before their time. And um, thank you to these three gentlemen for uh, for once again joining me to uh, to take me through the uh, the ups and the downs. And fingers crossed, hopefully the um, steadily permanent ups of uh, Middlesbrough, Hull, Nottingham Forest, and of course Wrexham. But for how many more weeks, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know, what do you reckon? How many times this season will Andy chase that glory? And when? how many shirts should he have to purchase at the end of the season to show that, oh, how loyal, cool.
3: just how loyal he really, really is? He doesn't need a shirt if he gets a tattoo on his leg, does he? Well, you know that, you know
1: that thing, that, <laughs> that with, um don't I don't even know if it was a rumor. I think. So Duncan Ferguson obviously had, I think, three tattoos on his arm. Obviously I think he had Rangers at the top, then Everton, and then Newcastle. And I don't know if there was like some sort of room with that when he left Everton to when he left Newcastle to go back to Everton, he sort of had a cross put through the Newcastle one, then <laughs> Everton you know, or something like that. But if we just pick a if we just pick a sort of a, a space on an Ambing Body and just like tattoo the record. Like started off with Wrexham and then we put the number of games that they lasted next to it and then put their
3: conqueror underneath it. And stuff like that and so on and so on. We we might we might not even be discussing them by the end of the next podcast. Quite possibly.
1: Quite possibly like I said, obviously we've taken it in good faith that they're not gonna lose for the first four or five games of the season, because if they do, weeks two and three's predictions are already to shit, basically. So So
3: So this is this is the truth of the matter then, isn't it? So they've clearly paid Paul to go on holiday just so that they can remain Andy's team for an extra few weeks. Listen. All I can say is what Deadpool wants, Deadpool gets.
1: So we'll say no more about it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us once again. And uh, stay in touch because we're going away for a few weeks, but we definitely will be back. It just might be towards the end of August for your next Cast football fix. But join us again. We'll be back very shortly. Goodbye.
0: So there you go. What do you think of that? The biggest, bumperist episode of the football podcast there's ever been. And with good reason. I think we can agree. You know, more football, more podcast, more better. And grammar. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If I can trouble you before you go, please do consider, click the like button, share the podcast around, leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website, The website's there for you to check it out and you to contact us. Social media links, email button, it's got it all. You can get in touch with us, let us know how you're enjoying the podcast, whether it's your favourite podcast, why it's your favourite podcast, you know, stuff like that. That's it for this one. Till next time, which it's a little bit of ways, but you know, there will be a next time. I'm going to say bye and I'll catch you then.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.